What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What's up, Whoa, That's Good fam? Welcome back to the Whoa, That's Good podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. It's about to get a lot better because we have a very special guest on the show. She's probably not a stranger to any of y'all, um, but maybe some of the things y'all are doing you haven't heard about and you need to hear about them because it is so good and so inspiring. I have Miss Kathy Lee Gifford on the show today. Welcome to the Whoa, That's Good podcast. Oh, honey, thank you so much. And you know who, first off, who would want me to be sending all kinds of love is Miss Angie Clausen. Oh, that's so She sweet. loves your whole family so much. So that is so love sweet. From, love from Franklin, Tennessee and Angie Clausen and me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. And I love Franklin, Tennessee. You know, I lived there for three years. I, I don't live there anymore, but it will always hold a special place in my heart. So I'm it, glad it you're there. It is a special place. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's so special. Well, um, I'm so excited for this conversation. I, I said it a little bit in the prayer before this, but you're a huge inspiration to to me and to so many people. And um, I just love what you're doing nowadays. And I can't wait to talk about some of the things. But before we get into everything and your story, I always ask everyone that comes on this podcast the same question. And that is, it's a big one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And I know that might sound like a lot, but it's a great way to get us started. Well, probably the biggest influence on my entire life was my father. Hmm. And very, very early in my in my life, he said to me, honey, find something you love to do hmm. and then figure out a way to get paid for it. <laughs> That's good. And um and and I and he was right because he understood that too many people uh settle for less than their life's purpose. Yeah. And uh what I wanted to do was make movies and make music and dance and perform. And that's the, those are the dreams that God had put in my heart, mm. in my mother's womb, long before I was even formed in that dark place that Bible talks about in, in Psalms. And, uh, and he was right. Because once I started just truly going down that path of what, what makes you feel the most alive? And I know that can sound not very spiritual, but the point of it is it's deeply spiritual. Yeah. Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Elohim is God creator. Hmm. And he created us to be co-creators with him. Mm -hmm. And when I am doing that, I am at my most God-like Mm -hmm. When I am closest to the God that I serve and love, when I'm doing what he put me on this planet to do. Hmm. And, and he knew it long before I knew it. I wrote a little book for children a few years ago called Hello, Little Dreamer. Hmm. And it was all about how don't, don't take your dreams for granted. The ones you're dreaming since your childhood are there for a purpose. They're God placed dreams. Yeah. And when we let other voices, drown those dreams out and say, no, 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 no. Your father was a firefighter. Your grandfather was a firefighter. You need to be a firefighter. Well, I'm not my father or my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And God might have a very specific and original and unique plan for my mm -hmm. life. I think we as parents, because we love our children so much and we're well-meaning, but we try to dream our children's dreams for them. Yeah, And that's getting in the way of the Holy Spirit's dreams for us. Yeah. 
yeah. and our children. Yeah. So I've been very careful as my children grew, and now I have my first little grandchild, and I won't be that kind of grandmother that does, you know, that. <laughs> I, I won't do that because I find it unseemly and nobody cares. Hello, we care. You got to do <laughs> just it. Kidding. You just gotta. had to have a little joke to start out. <laughs> That's so good. You, I um, love that you're that grandmother. My mom would I'm do not, this. Actually, I'm truly not. I, 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 do, I rarely post a picture. I, I'm just not that way. But anyway. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I want I want that little guy's dreams to come true. It's good. The ones that God has placed in him in his mother's womb before he was totally formed. It's good. Those dreams were there for God's purpose. And then That's I want good. to get out of the way of them except to say, you know, sweetie Frankie, what do you want to do? Instead of what do you want to do when you grow up? That was the whole basis of that book. It was I think we're asking our children the wrong things. What do you want to do when you grow up? We should be asking them what do you think God has placed in your heart to do with your life? That's good. Make it about that relationship with God, his heavenly father, mm-hmm. because he's going to have a lot of voices pulling on him. Absolutely. That's such a good word. And I believe 100% that that was for somebody and is for somebody. And just so you know, um, full full access to say anything that the Holy Spirit puts in your heart, because I believe so much in that is probably somebody's story that they're walking through right now. That they We have no idea. No idea. That that they, all these years, right? Absolutely needed to hear they're, it. They've, they've tuned in for a reason. Yeah. You know, they're there. They're either watching us or, or listening mm-hmm. to us or whatever they do. But uh, God led them. The Holy Spirit re- right. led them there. So I tried it. I tried right off the bat ahead of time to say, Lord. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're there. You're the God who sees, the God who knows, the God of the how and when, the God Mm -hmm. of the other side. You're you're Jehovah Rapha, you're Jehovah Elohim, you're Jehovah Mm. Roy. You're all those names that we, um, that we, that we call you because you, you cannot be contained by just one concept. Yeah. But I want to make room for him. Yeah. So the older I get, the less I try to get in his way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's so I mean, you're 25. I'm almost three times your age. (laughs) But, but it just, it does, things don't get easier. Yeah. They just become a little bit more clear. Wow. That's good. Well, it's a privilege to, learn from you. And I think that's why it's so awesome just to hear you talk and give so much wisdom because I am younger than you and to learn so many of these life lessons. I mean, even prepping for this podcast, getting to listen to so many things you've said and done has truly inspired me in so many ways. And so I'm so grateful people are getting to hear what God's speaking through you. Um, I want to ask you because just already off the bat, like the way that you talk about God, the, the names of God that you bring up, the scripture that comes to your mind. So you've had like a long, long career in the entertainment business. Like you were, how long were you in the entertainment business? I'm still in it. Started when I was 10 years old and I'm in my 70th, 70th year of life. Just wow. started. So, um, so a really long, long time. time. So you're, you've been in, you're currently still in um, the entertainment business. And I think a lot of times like, people and and I experienced this so when my family got a tv show and especially whenever I was on Dancing with the Stars and going to Hollywood people were like oh but you're a Christian and you're going to Hollywood and you're going on Dancing with the Stars and it was almost just like as if it was a bad thing but I was Mm -hmm. like this is the best thing like I get to be a light in the world and you have been a light for so many years and you've come you know you're still in the entertainment business 70 years old and 
No, all- not 70 yet. I just started my 70th year of life. Don't push oh, it, Missy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said that. Your 70th year of life. I and- just started my 70th year. I just turned 69. Give me a break. Hey, we're not going to rush the process. You are 69. No. My grandma's 69 too, and I said something about her being 70, and she was like, excuse me, nope, not there yet. I'll um- admit it when I get there, but I ain't there. The- I'm not there yet. Hey, we're not rushing it. You're 69, and, and all that's coming out of you is so Jesus. And so what I want to ask you is, how do you, you know, live a life in the entertainment business or in a secular culture and not um, grow more dim, but actually come more alive in your faith? Because you certainly You have. just said it without realizing the answer to that. Ever since I entered this industry uh, in, a, in a full-time way, mm-hmm. when I was 17 years old, the Lord was very, very clear with me. And he said, Never separate the secular from the spiritual. Mm, you live good. in my world. Yep. You live in my world. People will try to say that's secular. He said, no. There's no, yeah. when it's such a godless world there. I'm not going to, God is everywhere. Yep. There might be people that don't know yet God and don't know that he loves them, but he, there's no godless place on this planet. Yeah. There's no godless place in this cosmos and all of creation. God, the creator is everywhere. Yeah. And, and so I knew every time I walked on a movie set or on a television set or recording studio or a stage or a Baptist church or a, or Israel or whatever, it was God's world. It's good. And I got the privilege of being in it and walking in it with Yeshua Jesus. Yeah. And he would be with me whether I was talking to Jay Leno, mm-hmm. or I was talking to Billy Graham. Yeah. I had to be authentically child of God, Kathy Lee, mm-hmm. wherever I went. Yeah. And when I started separating those two, is the only time I ever got in trouble. Wow. You know, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No, I, uh uh-uh. uh. God didn't create that world, not that one. Mm-hmm. He created all the world, and we have come and perverted parts of it. But when Jesus said, go and get in the boat and go to the other side, meet me on the other side. This is one of the parts of the new movie that I have out now and um, and the new book. The, oh, I have that for you, too. I'll sh- hold it up later. Please the do. God of the Way. The, the movie's called The Way, and the, and the book is called The God of the Way. And it's broken down into four oratorios. A lot of people have seen the third one called The God Who Sees hmm. that I did with my friend, beautiful, beautiful, godly woman. I love her so much. Nicole C. Mullen. Uh, if people haven't seen it, I really recommend they go on YouTube. Go to The God Who Sees. It's really powerful. It's an 11 and a half minute short film that I wrote with her and, and, and directed in Israel. Wow. It's had millions and millions of downloads uh, since I put it out three and a half years ago. But it's a, it's, it's a story of Ruth, uh, Hagar first, then Ruth, then David, uh, and Mary Magdalene. All of their experiences in the desert. Uh, and uh, the first three about their literal desert experiences. The fourth one, the desert of being alone and broken, the sort of the, the, the wilderness experiences mm-hmm. we go through when Mary Magdalene was at the cross and at the tomb. It's powerful. It was, we knew when we wrote it mm-hmm. four blocks from here. We'd never met. We sat down and we started writing this song that has wow. become this, this amazing thing. And um, so I, we wrote that one. And, uh, and then I wrote three more. And so, uh, with different, different uh, composer friends. And it's, it's, it's powerful. The God of the how and when is how the God of his promises, Sadie, how 
he makes promises to us. And, and, and we think that it's always oh, just made promises to Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. He made a promise to Moses. He made a promise. They're no different from us as followers mm-hmm. in, in, in his world and in his path. Um, and, and, and we need to learn from their experiences yeah. that, that every one of them had a promise made to him mm-hmm. by God. But every one of them, it took a different amount of time for that promise to come true. Yeah. With, with look what Abraham and Sarah went through with having a child that would become, you know, so he could be the father of, of a nation, meaning the Jews that ultimately this Messiah would come from. And then the next one in, in our, uh, first, uh, oratorio in the way, uh, called the God of the how and way, God of the how and when, sorry, mm-hmm. I get confused, um, is about, uh, Moses. God's people had been held in slavery under Pharaoh for 400 years, but, but God had promised them that he would deliver them. So mm-hmm. he goes to Moses. That took 400 years. Mm. And then it's Joshua. Joshua is called to lead the people into the promised land after 40 years yeah. in the desert in, because they disobeyed. And then the final one was a more, um, uh, profound promise through all of scripture and all of the prophets that one day, one day the Lord God would send um, um, the Messiah, hmm. the savior of the world to redeem it from its sin hmm. and, re- and, and, and redeem all of humankind and bring us back to what I call in the movie and in the book, um, um, Beit Av, B-E-T-A-V. It's Hebrew for the father's house. Hmm. We all came from a garden, a beautiful garden. And it bothers me so much when people say, how could a loving God allow this to happen or this, this, I go, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. That was never our father God's intention for anybody he created to live in that world. Yeah. We are the ones who screwed that up royally. Yeah. And we've been paying for it ever since. But he gave us a way out of it. He sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us, redeem us, and bring us back to the garden, which is perfect. So don't let people, when people tell you that, everybody, just say, no, he didn't. Yeah, God knows exactly what's going on. He's, he's there in the midst of everything, trying to get people's attention that he has, he has the way out. Yeah. He has the way through. But it's not his will that people suffer. Yeah. It's not his will. We, it was our will battling against God's will in the garden that led to all of this. Yeah. And someday we will be redeemed in the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. And it will all be redeemed. It's good. But until then, we have work to do. Yeah. We have work to do. It's good. We are supposed to be God's mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be his heart. We are supposed to be his hands that serve. And we are supposed to be his his, uh, the sweet fragrance of Jesus everywhere we go. Yeah. So when you went and did, you know, dancing with the stars and you, you're sweating up a storm, but you're there, you are expressing his love to, to people who just don't know yet that God loves them. One thing that's really cool about your life that speaks so loudly is, you know, Jesus says to us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And he says, and love your neighbor as yourself. And one of the things that is so clear in your life is how well you love people. And that is ministry. And that's what you did everywhere you went. And one of my favorite things is like hearing about your friendship with Regis and hearing about your friendship with Hoda. And I think so many people like they 
just even as Christians, you um, underestimate just the power of what it looks like to be in relationship with people and just to love people. Like that is actually what we're called to do. And I think your friendships with people and how you invest in people's life and how you don't speak bad about anyone says so much about how much you love God and is such a reflection of your heart for Him. And I just feel like that is an example that we can all learn from. And I'm really grateful for that. That really sticks out about your life. Um, you know what I really believe, Sadie, at the end of my life or anybody else's, I don't I, I don't think he's going to care how many Bible verses I memorized. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to care about how many hearts I shared uh, his love with. Yeah. You know, what you were just quoting, I just got back from uh, a, a trip to Israel. My, I've lost count of how many times I've gone. I go to study. I go to um, prepare for the next uh, books and movies that I'm doing. I shoot there. Um, it's become my, the rest of my life's purpose is to tell these epic stories of all these incredible people in the Bible who are just human like us. Just, just, just human and needy and, and broken like us. And yet God used them for his purposes. And what we do every time we go on one of my rabbinical trips to Israel is we, we start out each morning in a circle in, with hands held and we do exactly what you just said. I don't know if you know what you just did is called the Shema. Hmm. Do you know that? Mm-mm. It's called the Shema. And it is the way every, uh, Jewish person starts the day. Hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's called the Shema. Wow. They start it every single day, and we ended it at the end of every, at sunset every night when we finished our studies Hmm. and and broke bread together and um, poured wine and, and celebrated together the goodness of God the love of God. We had the wine and the bread as if we were at the last supper with Jesus. Hmm. It shouldn't be a day we set aside. It should be every moment of our life. When people go, what church do you go to? I never say anything. I say, Hmm. I don't. I walk in the footsteps of of my Jesus, my Savior, and wherever he leads me, I go. I don't go to any particular church because I don't believe church is in a building. Hmm. I know that's very upsetting to a lot of people. I think we need we need fellowship mm-hmm. and we need to be one with one another. And many times that happens in a building and I rejoice in that. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes our church can also become an idol. Yeah. And Jesus said, get in the boat and, and I'm going to get back to that teaching before we're finished. That's, that's what exactly what I'm talking about. Get in the boat and meet me on the other side. When, when the Bible says that, um, oh, it was a Paul. And he talks about it. I think it's in, oh, let's see, forgive me. He says, in him, we live and move and have our very being. Mm -hmm. So when people say, what church do you go to? The world as we know it understands that to mean, where do you go to worship, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you go to get fed and all that stuff? And all that is important. So don't, I'm not minimizing it. But that the Bible says that's just supposed to be part of it. Yeah. And we're so quick to say, Oh, I go to so and so Baptist and I go to, and that's great. But, but, but that's not what church, the word is in, 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 in Greek is ekklesia. Hmm. And that was the Greek word for what was happening when Jesus died and was resurrected and ascended. The apostles went out and they started teaching resurrected Jesus Mm -hmm. and they became followers of the way. It wasn't called church. 
till mm. after Jesus was gone. Mm. It was called Followers of the Way. Mm. That's cool. And it became church later, but they their church was in homes and in catacombs yeah. and not cathedrals. Yeah. You know, they were persecuted and it was, I long for our church. And I mean that one in quotes, the one we in the West have come to think is where we're supposed to go for everything. I wish there could be an, a, an, a, an a, a, like a revival of understanding that in him we live and move and have our very being every moment of our day. Yeah. Not one day a week for yeah. one hour or two hours a week. Yeah. With the same people over and over and over again. Yeah. That's fine, but that should feed you to go into the world. Yeah. The the world, the cosmos he first created. Yeah. We get too fat and sassy and lazy <laughs> in our church pews. Yeah. We think if I just go, I'm a good Christian. If I just recite the prayers, if I bring friends that don't know Jesus, and then I send a check to wherever our and I, you know, I, I support missionaries. It's all good stuff. Trust me, I'm not putting down any of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I've just lived long enough to see that that has become everything to people. Yeah. And I want them to understand it's deeper and bigger and larger than that. When Jesus said that to the disciples, get in the boat and meet me on the other side. In our Western understanding of scripture, because we take what was written for Middle Easterners by Middle Easterners, we take it with bad translations of the Bible and we try to apply it to our Western culture. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't fit. We have to understand studying the Bible needs to be studying it geopolitically and culturally at the time it was written. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus said, go to the other side, that was a specific place. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Israel, in, in Galilee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the other side of the, of the, uh, Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. although it was. It was a place called the Decapolis that was full of demons, mm-hmm. full of the worst bestiality, full of the, of pagan people who ran from the, the Hebrews when they first took over the promised land. That's where they went and settled. And continued their places. Decapolis means 10 villages. Hmm. And if you go there, visit the Decapolis, you will see the ruins of their, of their, to, their temples, all of them to, to pagan gods and to, uh, where there was child, uh, uh unbelievable, every evil manifestation hmm. you can imagine, child sacrifice, um, everything evil, everything opposite of what Jesus came to save us from. He said, go there. Hmm. In other words, get out of your, get out of your, to them, get out of your synagogue. Yeah. Long enough to go and meet the people that need me the most. Yeah. The ones that, that are dying because they don't know my message. They're dying because no one's going over there to tell them I love them. Mm -hmm. So I'm not encouraging people to stop going to church. Yeah. By any means. I'm just trying to teach people that that's not where he wants it to end. Yeah, it's good. Go to church to be fed, to have fellowship. Then uh, then go where he leads you after that. And don't be afraid to get dirty like he did Mm -hmm. for him. It's good. It's so good. I love this. No, I feel like I lost you there. You did not lose me. You did not I lose me. I saw you going, oh dear, we're losing people about church. Well, maybe we need to. You did not lose I, me. Sure, it's fine. Let me it's tell you fine. something. 
I was actually sitting here thinking, this is crazy that you're saying all this because I just went on a tour with uh, Passion Church and um, we were going to college campuses and my whole message was actually on not compartmentalizing your spiritual life and your personal life and how your spiritual life is your personal life. Your spiritual life is everything in your life. I just did this whole message and I was thinking about how I did this message on Peter and Jesus in the boat that day when Jesus got in Peter's boat and he ended up teaching all those people at the lake of, I'm uh, probably going to mispronounce it, but Gennesaret. G- 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 yeah, you, you might does. have to yeah. tell me it's, how to it's say that. It's the Sea of Galilee. Properly, just- the Sea of Galilee. So he He's teaching, and and I talk about how it's so cool on this day because Jesus is teaching the people, and then he says to Peter, you know, put your net out into the deep for a catch. And I talk about how, like, so many of us, like, we expect Jesus to preach, but we don't expect him to want to fish with us. But he is not just in the spiritual moments. He's in the personal moments. He's in our every moment. So I just did this whole whole thing on this, and you're sitting here saying it in such a such a really beautiful way and a biblical way talking about Israel. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is crazy because I've just been thinking about this. I've just been talking about this. So if anything, you didn't lose me. I'm just sitting here thinking, this is crazy because this has been what's on my heart. Then I hope I was confirming. I just saw your mind go. You were. No, I'm I'm a thinker. I'm such a thinker. Yeah, I can tell that. I love that. You know what I'm so happy for you for? And also, uh, I'm more convinced that you're going to need prayer. Because, uh, you have, you have wisdom beyond your years. Hmm. You have, for you to know at the age of 25, the difference between secular and spiritual, to know that it's all God's world, to know that you are called to it, to mm-hmm. be in it, not of it, but mm-hmm. that you are not to avoid it. You are to go directly into it. Yeah. So think about that story of when Jesus told the guys to get in the boat, they were, he was telling them, go and do everything you've been told your entire life. You're not allowed to do Hmm. for a good Jew back then in first century AD, Mm -hmm. they were told if they went to the other side, Mm -hmm. they would be cut off from all community, all community, all fellowship for the rest. They'd be unclean, which is the worst thing you could be in the, in the Hmm. Jewish culture unclean. You'd have to, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't go to temple anymore. They couldn't go and, uh, uh, do seders. They couldn't go for Sabbath. They couldn't all, everything that was ritually, they had to be ritually pure in Mm. that culture in order to take part in it. And Jesus says, "Uh uh-uh, you're going to go there. You're going to go with me. Mm. You're going to go with me and you're going to become completely what you've been told all your life. You were not supposed to do, yeah. but I'm calling you to that. And so we're called today. That's right. Are, are we going to follow wherever he leads us? Yeah. I, I, I need to clear up one thing so people will say, what do you mean Jesus wasn't a carpenter? The Bible, in if you're reading the King James Version, it says a carpenter. And it's, and it's stuck for all these centuries uh, King James, you know, commissioned a Bible. King James was one, was one of the most evil people of his day. Wow. And I don't know what was in his heart to do it, but he wanted a, uh, the Bible, hmm. you know, uh, trans, trans, uh, translated into English. Well, here's the thing. Um, because the people that translated it from the Greek in the New Testament into English, they'd never been to Israel. Hmm. They'd never been to Israel, and they certainly didn't live during first century mm-hmm. AD when Jesus was alive and walking the earth then. He's more alive than ever now, praise God, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They didn't realize that in first century AD, they, there was no buildable wood. There were mm-hmm. small, they were called 
trees because, but they were glorified bushes. Wow. The only trees that were tall were palm trees and you certainly couldn't build anything from a palm tree. Wow. You could make a roof out of it or something. The only th- there, there were, there were balsam trees. There were uh, sycamore fig trees. There were orange trees and uh, olive yep. trees, but that, that you couldn't build anything that you could of, of uh, substance. Yeah. Remember the Bible talks about how uh, all the temple, everything was built by because they sent for, remember Hiram sent mm-hmm. during the days of David and, and, and Solomon. Yeah. It, he sent down cedars of Lebanon. Wow. They were, they were cut down in Lebanon, made into rafts, floated mm-hmm. along the Via Maris, which is the, 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 the ancient trade path along the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. and then broken up in ancient Jaffa, ancient, most ancient port in the world. Uh, that's modern Tel Aviv, basically. They were broken mm-hmm. up there, and then they were taken overland to these big, big, the, whether it was, um, uh, Herod's or somebody else's, uh, big, 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 you know, construction sites. Yeah. Yeah. It was all built with that kind of wood. So they, in their, in their, um, you know, British minds, their, their English minds, it, oh, they look up the word for it in the New Testament, what Joseph did and Jesus did until he was a rabbi when he was 30. And the word is tecton, T-E-K-T-O-N. And they go, oh, they knew Greek. So they go, oh, Greek for tech, for tecton is, uh, architect slash, uh, builder. Hmm. And so in their minds, they go, oh, he was a carpenter like us. Yeah. No. Wow. Now this is going to blow your mind if you don't know it. And you'll never look at stri- scripture again the same way. I don't. Ever since I got this teaching wow. on top of a mountain in Israel. Wow. And, and I just, and I, Everybody in in our group, that our teacher, Ray Vanderland, said, what did Jesus do before he was a, a rabbi? Every one of us held up our hand. He said he was a, he was a, he was a, a, a carpenter. He goes, well, no, not really. Hmm. And, and I'm thinking to myself, dear Lord, I'm stuck on a mountain for the next 10 days with a man who doesn't know the Bible. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> he knew the Bible. Wow. I'm the one that didn't know the Bible. Wow. And it, it meant... Let's think about it. If it means architect slash founder, who was the architect of all of creation along with his father and the Holy Spirit? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And builder. Uh, well, the only people that were building things of substance in first century AD, stonemasons. Wow. Jesus was a stonemason. Wow. So now when you read the scripture upon this rock, wow. I will build my church and let you who are without sin cast the first stone and the, and the stone that the built that they, 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 they discarded became the cornerstone. Wow. All of the imagery and the poetry, even in the, in the Psalms about it, you just go, oh, Jesus was a stonemason. Wow. As soon as you said stone, I immediately thought of all the scripture that you started quoting. And I was like, whoa, that is crazy. And so, yeah, it gives you this hunger to want to learn and dive in and go back to Israel and see the Holy Land and let it come to life. And um, gosh, this this study with people that teach you that way, not just the stories you learned in Sunday school. Yeah, You'll come back with wonderful pictures and wonderful memories, but you will not come back with a life transforming message that makes you see scripture 
differently for the first time in your life. Yeah. Gosh, this is so good. Well, I'm so excited for people to hear this podcast. Um, I hate we're out of time, but I know people are going to learn so much in this hour. It is packed full of scripture. And you know what I love about how you said it? I think I lost you and you saw me thinking is that... (laughs) Is that for real? So whenever I'm with my mentors, I'll be with women that are older than me who are teaching me and I've had them say to me, what are you thinking? Because they say, I can see your thinking. And I'm like, sorry, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to take this. And what's so funny though is no one on this podcast, I've done a hundred plus episodes. We've done this for four plus years. I've never got lost in thought like that because I'm just, I'm interviewing, I'm listening, I'm, you know, bouncing off questions. But your teaching got me so lost in thought of, okay, what, wow, this is so good. This is so deep. What am I thinking about? What have I just read in scripture? What is this connected to? And so I got lost lost in the podcast. I got lost Crazy. in the things you're teaching and I'm excited for people to get to do that too. Um, Kathy well, somebody Lee, taught me before, before that, honey, believe me, I take no credit for anything. I'm so grateful. I believe God sent me to Israel all those years ago to start teaching, le- learning from these people, not so I could preach to anybody, mm-hmm. just so I could p- pass it on because it's life affirming. People can go to the way, um, dot com or Kathy Lee, just go on my website. You can get the movie, the, the DVD of the mm-hmm. film that way. Cool. It'll bless their hearts. Awesome. Uh, and you can, and it's with Danny Goki and, and BB Winans awesome. and, 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 and the, the well, Lewis, you are just unbelievable performances. And also, um, and, and of course, uh, my friend that I did God Who Sees with the amazing, um, um, I'm just tired. <laughs> Nicole C. Mullen. But also the book. I, I, yeah, I'm, show I'm us the book. Show okay. us the this book. This is a companion book to it. Beautiful. So the movie's called The Way and the DVD. You can go to Gaither Music. All of the music. It's the Nashville Symphony Orchestra. Beautiful. You know, with all the music. It's, it's, it's amazing music. Beautiful. The, the Way is the film. The God of the Way is a companion movie uh, book. So that when you... Watch the film. We go so, so, so much deeper with the same awesome. rabbi that I wrote the Rock Road and Rabbi with, who's takes you 10 layers deeper into, you know, Love it. everything. Love yeah, study it. rabbinically, everybody. Or if you even have your studying by yourself and you wonder, what does that word really mean? Yeah. Google, what does that mean in Greek? It's what good. does that mean in Hebrew? It will blow your mind. It's good. Everybody go go find out how to watch The Way. Go get the book. Go check out all the things Miss Kathy Lee has been up to because it tells the story of the Bible in the most beautiful way. We are so thankful for you and so thankful for all of your good advice. And uh, just God bless you and all your ministry and your family and your sweet grandbaby. Um, so thankful for oh, you. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> who? What are you this? talking about? <laughs> you mean little Frankie? <laughs> I love little Frankie. <laughs> I pray gr- God's great shalom over you Thank and your you. family. Give my love to your folks and I your sure family, will. honey. Thank you so Lord much. Lord bless you big time. Thank the you. The Lord is one. Praise yes. God. Praise God.